Good afternoon, good evening from uh, Monte Carlo for my first live webcast. I'm, uh, there's the pop-up. I see people have been on for about 10 minutes. Um, let's see, for those who want to ask questions and sign up stream, yes, yes. Some are in German. I'm, I apologize, but I can't speak German. So, um, as you can see, the few of the yachts behind me uh, for the people that uh, have already made their quantum leap, or perhaps they inherited it. Uh, some are in Spanish. I'm sorry, I can't uh, speak Spanish well enough. Um, let's see if I can translate. Uh, a couple of the Germans are talking back and forth to each other. Greetings from Switzerland, from uh, Telaker, or the, the Laker, I should say. Uh, out of curiosity, how many people are wearing their business attire? I have no idea. Uh, see, I'm the same outfit I'm going to in the gym. Some guy says, uh, think Dolfo. This has probably uh, worked my brain out more than uh, my body. Um, <clears throat> am I uh, broadcasting? Can you hear me? Was somebody... Um, uh, please uh, answer me. I believe I'm broadcasting. forward to a dose of Dan. Okay, well, it's 37 in Germany. It's 36 here in uh, Monte Carlo. Uh, and it's, we're going to talk about 30 minutes. <coughs> um, I've been asked why uh, I've decided to do this. Uh, after so many years, especially since uh, live webcasts have been available for a few years. <clears throat> and I think it's the last seminar I gave in uh, April to uh, at the castle that in um, the subsequent uh, successful conversations that I've had on conference calls um, with uh, the participants that it led me to believe that uh, this was a good way to reach out. Uh, impeccable timing um, the um, I'm happy to be here and the uh, it's a little warm out here on the balcony but uh, it's uh, I think it's, it's it's pretty refreshing and I'm having uh, Perrier water instead of a glass of wine or a, a martini okay you can start the questions uh, anytime uh, Somebody's saying that I'm a drug. Dan is a drug. And uh, do they call it reality? I think it is. I think it is reality. Uh, I'm, uh, I've been noted as a, a, the, uh, perhaps one of the only living reality checks left on Earth. Uh, so, uh, hi, Behoff. <coughs> 
and uh, lower cam a little. Lower cam a little. Is that what you mean, lower cam a little? Dan, what are your thoughts on uh, when um, on when this BP um, spill will actually be over? <clears throat> As I said in my newsletter, having drilled in the um, in the um, Gulf of uh, Mexico, 16, 18, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, um, and comparing it to the spill that they had in Mexico about 30 years ago, uh, which took 10 months to, um, to fix, I think that uh, we're, uh, unless a miracle happens, and I do believe in miracles, we're nowhere uh, close. Um, and uh, I think that the, uh, the aftermath will be more devastating than the uh, $20 billion uh, that they've set aside. Um, yes, the camera's now on. It's uh, Mark from Scotland. I remember Mark. Um, what business sectors benefit from the spill, unfortunately, and I'm not suggesting this, and I wrote it in my newsletter, but if you sent a bill to British Petroleum right now, it's probably got a 50% chance to get paid whether you really did anything for it or not. I'm not saying that because it's so disorganized and there's such chaos. But uh, the people that uh, might be able to benefit are the people that are in the offshore business and the cleaning, obviously, cleaning of the water, cleaning of the oil. Uh, people, there might be businesses for sale uh, on shore Louisiana, which I wouldn't, see, I'm not recommending you be a vulture and go and take advantage of the poor people. But a lot of people did that after Katrina. So there, there's several examples. Um, the, uh, but right now there's enough business in, in just regular, the, the property business, uh, real estate in America, uh, there's distressed businesses that can be bought. Um, there are uh, people putting together small vulture funds uh, to take advantage of these, uh, this economic chaos. Um, the, uh, I can see that more people are checking in from Tucson, uh, more from Switzerland, more from Germany, Spain, uh, United States. Uh, Ed Taylor, one of my great old friends who uh, worked with me when I first got started as a coach. He uh, helped train me, so to speak, as he did for, um, uh, he was the first uh, marketing, uh, head marketing guy for Tony Robbins 25 years ago. Hello, Ed. Say hello to your dad for me. Uh, uh, San Fernando Valley. Uh, the, um, and, uh, but what, what I see the difference in, in, in raising capital now is that it takes it's always been a, a, a game of numbers, but now it just takes a few more numbers where you might have to make 10 presentations to find somebody that likes your deal. Now you've got to make 15 or 20. But, and when I see that one of the biggest mistakes um, uh, is when they ask you, and these tough economic clients, Mr. Jones, why should the bank or the financial institution be interested in your deal? <coughs> uh, and um, if you hesitate, even a microsecond, if you even stop to think about the answer, instead of saying, because with my dream team, with my board, we're going to get this deal done. And we're going to make sure you get paid on time. You can't hesitate. You've got to really snap back, especially now. They're looking for that. Um, there's another question about uh, what about the rumor that uh, the government is going to evacuate? I don't know anything about that. Um, but it wouldn't, I, I would rather doubt it. But it is possible. Uh, anything's possible. 
Uh, Warren Buffett just recently said that there will be uh, no double-dip recession. I, I think Warren's a wonderful man, and he's a very bright guy, and he's, he's brighter than I am, but uh, I'm not so sure that's true. The stock market keeps telling us it's looking for a reason for a double-dip recession, uh, and that's why we're still hovering around 9,600 to 10,005 for the past several months. So I'm not so sure I agree with that. Uh, the question again, somebody just asked me, where am I now? I'm in uh, Monte Carlo, uh, which is in Monaco, which is... Uh, connected to France for those that aren't aware. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the World Cup tomorrow, the finals, uh, Spain, where my, oh, my heritage originally was from, and Netherlands, who I have a lot of friends there. So uh, Tim Cohen, a uh, uh, mentee of mine, good friend, very bright guy, another internet guy like Ed Taylor. Um, do I see parity in the Euro and the US dollar? Um, if the, do, if, the, if the euro collapses vis-a-vis -vis the, the countries like Greece, etc., then you'll see more than parity. You'll see the dollar out, out, outperform uh, the euro. <clears throat> but there are the uh, central banks in Europe are doing everything humanly possible to support uh, the euro for a lot of obvious reasons. Now, what you've got to remember is what's happening in Europe is us maybe 5, 8, 10, maybe 15 years from now if we don't straighten up our act. And that's what everybody's really afraid of. Uh, the, um, uh, and, uh, let's see. Uh, when the banks have to write off all their uh, toxic assets, watch out, that's correct. And we're still not there yet. And uh, what I see is uh, real estate prices haven't rebound. And the next big bubble that's going to burst is in commercial real estate. Because they haven't started to write off commercial loans yet. And when that happens, you're going to see a lot of these uh, buildings uh, go back to like it was in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, what am I doing in China? I'm, 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 I'm in two areas, one of which is water purification. Uh, China's got the biggest uh, uh, dirty water problem on the planet, and they say that they're, by the year uh, 2020 or 2025, their water is going to be one of the cleanest. Well, if that's true, uh, and uh, they follow their uh, 11th five-year plan, uh, and if you had put invested money in the 11th five, in the first four or five, the last four or five five-year plans in China, you'd be richer than Warren Buffett because they put their money where their mouth is. Uh, so we're looking at that, and we're also looking at internet education because they've got about 500 million people that they want to educate in um, in China, and the only way uh, they can do it economically is on the internet. In fact, my youngest son is there, recently anointed with an MBA, and he's been there and he's learning Chinese at Shanghai University, and so. Uh, uh, we should be looking, uh, hopefully, to make some investments later this year, early next year. Um, let's see, uh, I like uh, health care. Okay, do I still like health care and telecom? The answer is yes. I told uh, uh, a mentee of mine, uh, the founder of uh, Healthcare, um, the, uh, the big healthcare company, uh, Rick Scott, 25 years ago, healthcare and telecommunication was the future. I still say that. Telecommunication, of course, now encompasses the internet. So, uh, and the, the internet is not going away. It's not going away. Um, I've only watched your one-day seminar. Uh, well done, thank you. One-day seminar. Um, what's present the next? What's going to be in their next five-year plan? Chinese five-year plan. Well, I'm not positive, but I met with a deputy ambassador uh, for China to the Philippines. Uh, I was at a dinner with him. I was lucky enough to sit next to him. In fact, I'm gonna have dinner with him when I get back. And he said the um, internet education and water were two of the principal areas. But another area is paint, uh, because the uh, Chinese government has uh, made an uh, edict 
that uh, all the buildings are going to get painted in the next 20 or 30 years. So uh, paint, uh, finishing a building, etc. like that, that's another great area. Um, uh, Bjorn from the Castle Seminar, hi, hi Bjorn, uh, another real estate guy. I might have mentioned in my last newsletter, we had five Germans, that's five Germans uh, at the Castle Seminar. And when, when I'd walk in from a break or after lunch or in the morning, it sounded like a World War II German war room because they're all speaking German back and forth. Uh, and it was a lot of fun and they're doing very, very well. And we had a lot of different personalities from a fast-talking lawyer to uh, a, a quiet, shy kind of guy and the quiet, shy kind of guy knows who I'm talking about. Uh, but they're all making great progress and I'm very proud of them, all of them. And that's what that really led me to do this uh, live uh, webcast because I never thought um, I'd, uh, I'd do it. And I'm sure Ed Taylor, who started with me back in 1993, 94, probably is the most surprised of anybody because uh, I only got on the internet with my first email on in, in uh, April of 2001. So, uh, and I still remember calling my daughter and asking her, uh, what do I do now, now that I've turned it on? Uh, let's see, uh, JC, uh, can you please hit a few life-threatening activities uh, to expand comfort zone? Uh, well, uh, as some people know, back in the late 80s, I, I used to do uh, safari hunting and jumping out of planes, uh, skydiving and stuff like that. But uh, you don't ha need to spend that kind of money to do uh, life-threatening things to uh, expand your comfort zone. Some guys, it's just, you know, uh, uh, making a financial presentation, going into your boss. Uh, uh, we expanded our uh, comfort zone when we were young, asking uh, somebody out on our first date, uh, you know, our first kiss, our first act, sex act. Uh, uh, not many of us was, uh, were too prepared for that, myself included. Of course, some of you, I read your names, I'm not going to embarrass you by saying you, you, you uh, pretend that uh, you were uh, sophisticated from the first time you went to sleep with somebody, but I'm not going to talk about that too much. Uh, the, um, yeah, yes, uh, Tim, Ed is the guy that helped me with my first direct mail piece. Uh, but it wasn't his fault, the one that I sent out 250,000 people with no return address and no phone number. That's not his fault, that's my fault. I take that uh, on my own shoulders. Ed's smarter than that. Ed lives up in, uh, near, uh, in Oregon, not near Oregon, Oregon, and uh, he's been up there, I don't know, 10, 15 years, and he runs a successful internet business. Um, do I know Bodo Schaefer? Yes, I was Bodo's mentor. And in fact, he sent a number of the Germans to my last Castle Seminar, and still talks very highly of me. I don't always talk as highly of him, but he's a very bright guy, one of the smartest guys ever to come to the Castle Seminar. And as he says, I helped him by firing him back in 1996, 97. He's gone on to be, you know, a, a guru in, uh, in Germany. Uh, he's a smart guy. Uh, okay, Ed, you live in Ashton, Oregon. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, Portland and Ashton is all the same to me. Uh, apart from China, how do you uh, judge business opportunities in the Middle East? Well, I was fortunate that I didn't go to Dubai like a lot of guys, uh, but I think Dubai is going to be another buying opportunity because they've lost so much money recently. Uh, the property boom, uh, property prices have collapsed. People are just leaving cars at airports now. Uh, and so that would be one to study over the next one or two years. Um, let's see, I have startup build, uh, building pharmaceutical software. Is it worth growing my startup business before looking to grow via acquisitions? Well, it depends how, how, how big your startup is, but it's never too early to make an acquisition. Uh, and uh, it's good practice, so I, I'd say start looking at them now. Um, uh, and consolidate, yeah. 
um, yeah, the pharmaceuticals is another big, you know, it's part of healthcare, the pharma business. So, I mean, you can't go wrong there. Um, see, uh, Dan Impaler here. Ah, Impaler from Transylvania. Uh, are you at a terrace in Monte Carlo? Or do you think I'm floating in the air like Jesus? Yes, I'm on a terrace in Monte Carlo, and those are the big bo boats out back. And I'm surprised I don't see your boat there, Impaler. Uh, he's the guy, the picture that looks like the Impaler. Which one's the Impaler? Is it the guy from Madame Tussauds Wax Museum or the guy standing next to him? Jeannie Peters, a uh, great lady, uh, my nutritionist from Los Angeles, world-class nutritionist, uh, married to a world-class doc named Alan Peters. Uh, even though he went to Berkeley and SC, I still love them both. Um, the, uh, oh, why did I uh, get off the topic and start talking about my sex life? You must have joined late. Uh, uh, late. I was talking about comfort zone, Jeannie. Of course, I don't think, uh, anyway, I don't want to talk about your sex life. I don't know anything about it anyway. Uh, will your newsletter continue to be free? Yeah, at this juncture, it'll continue to be free. And as you know, I'm writing it more often now. Um, and, and partially because I've got a little more time. I'm taking a little more time off. Uh, I don't work every single day, 10, 12 hours a day. I still do some work every day, but I'm taking more time off. In fact, I'm, if you'll read my newsletter, or not my newsletter, my um, uh, website, you'll see that my schedule is pretty hectic for the next three or four months. Uh, partially to coincide with my birthday that's coming up in a few weeks. I'm going to South America. Uh, will Dubai uh, default on their debt? I don't think so. I think they're going to pay. They, can't, they have too much at stake to, um, um, to uh, default. Um, uh, Mike uh, Manu here, we, uh, we last had drinks in the South Bay in 97. Friend of, oh, Tom Winkler. Oh, how are you, Mike? Nice to hear from you. Uh, what are the basic rules uh, to earn a lot of money? Well, the basic rules are, and I thought, find it interesting, uh, Donald Trump's daughter, uh, 28, 29-year-old girl, bright girl, uh, came out with a book about uh, uh, making money. And she starts it by saying, I've lived a privileged life, which is an understatement. But uh, she said, uh, and some of the secrets, and they're not secrets, get to work early, be the first there, be the last one to leave, uh, try not to ask dumb questions, don't be afraid, uh, afraid of, of making a mistake, uh, and uh, work harder than anybody else in the office, which uh, should sound familiar to all of you. Uh, Dan, you don't have the answers to all questions. Uh, you, you, I don't have to answer all questions, so uh, somebody's telling me that. Well, I'm trying to answer as many as I can. Um, let's see. Uh, somebody's giving me a suggestion. If I have a topic, just go ahead. Um, well, I do have a topic, and it's about deal flow in a, bad, in, a, in a bad environment. And I talk about it in the last seminar, and I talked about it in the last couple of newsletters. People get afraid to go out and do what they've learned, either through reading my book or through their own common sense and you've got to go out and uh, not be afraid and I know that's easy to say and I know uh, most people don't think that I uh, have ever been afraid but believe me I, ha I used to be and uh, before I would go in to make a presentation I used to jump up and down in the elevator to get my blood running and I used to wipe my palms on my suit or my pant legs so they wouldn't perspire uh, when I shook hands with somebody so I've been there and when I talk about these things to you guys I know what I'm talking about uh, but, I mean, you need to give more presentations for deal flow. And networking now on the internet makes it easier, but I still believe in face-to-face -face contact. But, I mean, you can get deal flow from the internet. But what you have to learn how to do is differentiate the BS from reality. And there's a lot of BS on the internet now, a lot of BS. Uh, and uh, you have to differentiate. Uh, I think, uh, I don't think, I know my stuff is pretty good on the internet. 
but uh, and uh, my newsletter and on my website. But I, I continue to try to make it better. Uh, I continue to try to make it better. Uh, uh, another co question that was earlier on: What do I think about the Mexican economy? Well, most of the third world countries are great, except for corruption, bribery. Um, there are a lot of deals there, but it's all about your partner, your joint venture partner in Asia, uh, both in the Philippines and in um, uh, China. It's who you're going to bed with, not physically, but I mean metaphorically uh, in business. And if your partner's got a good reputation, that's how you make a track record, remember? How do you create an instant track record? You create it by being in business with somebody that's got a track record. Hello, Bruce. Nice to see you. Uh, Bruce Whipple and I uh, have been doing deals uh, for about 15, 17, 16, 17 years. And I met Bruce at a um, uh, Jay Abraham seminar, along with Burl uh, Crump and a few others. Um, if I was a high-performance person and I was going to be uh, in the United States, uh, I'd be in New York City, because that's where it's happening. Uh, and uh, as opposed to California, uh, where the, you get tan and you boogie board and the sun bakes your brains. I'm being slightly sarcastic because my kids were raised a good portion of their life in California. But it's New York's where it's happening. But not everybody can start at the, on the New York level. And as I've explained to my own children, get a job in Des Moines, get a job in San Diego, then go to Chicago, then go to New York. Uh, but it, it, it's a building block. Uh, and um, the, uh, it's the most important thing, that, and I was reading some of my old uh, uh, emails to prepare for this, and one of the things was from Burl Crump, uh, God love her, she still lives in Canada, but she's doing deals in Africa and all over the place. She said the biggest thing that she learned from when she met me in 1993, and she's been to all the seminars a, a number of times, is to keep swinging at the bat, especially as a woman. And for the ladies that are uh, listening or, uh, to me right now, you can't, uh, uh, especially now in 2010, there's not that as much intimidation uh, for women in business as there used to be. But you got to still uh, keep swinging at the plate. And if you're unsuccessful uh, the first four or five or six or even ten times, this goes to the guys too. you got to keep on swinging at the plate because you can't even get on, on base without being at the plate and swinging at it. Uh, What's the most vibrant place on earth for me? Uh, well, Monte Carlo's not bad. <laughs> uh, I like Monte Carlo, and I have uh, I've had a home here the last few years. Uh, but um, the uh, I think Shanghai, Shanghai is New York on steroids. Shanghai's pretty terrific, um, and uh, that's why my son's there learning Chinese. But uh, I also like South America. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities in South America. I mean, Buenos Aires and Rio. And Santiago, Chile, uh, all have great opportunities, and uh, especially the Brazilian economy is, is uh, going to be one of the biggest. It already is one of the biggest economies in the world, and it's going to be even bigger uh, in uh, the next five to fifteen years. Um, what do you think of the predicted inflation in the uh, uh, eurozone? I think that it's going to happen. Uh, I don't predict a, a great depression. Uh, I do think that the odds are we're going to have a double dip recession. Um, but uh, when you go uh, around, I mean, spending is cut back, business inventories are low, uh, people are spending less and less uh, money on, uh, on, on, on capital goods, capital expenditures, and this is one of the, uh, the things that you measure it by. Um, 
I, I think that it's going to take five or ten or fifteen years for uh, Europe and the uh, Eurozone and uh, the Euro, the currency, to straighten itself out. Uh, I mean, it's going to be another generation that's going to have to uh, grow up um, because it's, it, it, it's, it's pretty devastating. Uh, but as long as we keep just printing money, I mean, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. There's been a lot of disappointment. This isn't a political uh, station for me to uh, beat my chest on. But I mean, the Obama administration hasn't done what a lot of people thought it would do uh, when they he got elected. He got elected for change, and we haven't really seen that much change. So uh, I hope that he uh, uh, straightens his administration out and, and he does uh, some good things, uh, whether he's a one-term president or a two-term president. Yeah, it's really up to him. Um, do I still do private coaching? The answer is yes, I still do private coaching. I don't do much of it. Uh, for people to go to the seminar, uh, I normally, or I make that a, a, a requisite before I, I coach with people. And I know that sounds self-serving because then I get somebody in a seminar seat, but uh, uh, my experience is without them really being with me for a week, they don't really know what I expect. And of course, that's why I made payments for the seminar to make it easier and uh, we get uh, a, a different not a different crop but we get a people that are uh, that are willing to make some sacrifice to make the payments but I still do private coaching I still enjoy it there's nothing like getting somebody across the goal line dragging them down the field sometimes kicking them pushing them clubbing them and then getting them into the into the goal uh, uh, into the net it's, it's a terrific feeling and I still enjoy it a great deal um, Somebody asked me uh, here today uh, about my credo, act as if you have no limits to your abilities. And uh, by that it means, I mean, you have to dress the part, you have to look the part, you have to act the part. Uh, and the longer you do that, pretty soon you're not acting, pretty soon you're really showing who you really are. And, uh, the, uh, and it's, it's, it's not easy. And, and the thing that I, you know, I want to say, I'm still going to be on here for a few minutes, but I want to try to get across it's not easy. It, we make it easier. We don't make it easy. And with this economy and this market, it's certainly not easy. It's not easy for me. You know, uh, I get people's ears easier than you do, only because I've got a track record, a very long track record. Uh, and uh, people are willing to take a risk with me uh, more, more so than uh, with other people. One of the markets, and I haven't really looked at it, although I like Asia, is the Japanese markets. Uh, but the Japanese market has been in the doldrums. 15, 18 years because they're cleaning up what they sh we are going to have to clean up in Europe vis-a-vis -vis what's happening in Greece and may happen in Spain and will happen in the United States unless we do something. That, that's a good model to look at what we don't want to be like uh, because it, it's taken 15, 18 years for uh, the Japanese market uh, to come out of the doldrums and uh, that could be us. That could be us. Um, and uh, with no real growth, etc. Uh, let's see. Well, those uh, new mouse and feeder, I don't see the unemployment dropping too too um, too much. We may get down to eight percent, which is a, is a big drop. But I mean, we still aren't adding enough jobs. And the way they calculate the job losses, which I think is is is, 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 is disingenuous at, at best, dishonest at at, at worst. Is um, they they don't calculate all the numbers, um, uh, and the numbers that you see the jobs added like for example the people that are taking the census now those aren't permanent jobs so they added five or six or seven hundred thousand people to take the census 
that's a six-month job. Uh, and there's other tricks that the, the, the government plays. So, um, but right now I'm told, and I read, and I believe, for every one job um, that's being looked at, there's five applicants. There's five applicants. And so that just means it's a numbers game. You've got to put out more resumes, and you've got to follow up on those resumes. Uh, the, um, I think that uh, China, okay, my screen went blank. Uh, obviously, I did, didn't do something right, but it's back now. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I just saw Avatar on the plane coming over last night, three hours, almost three hours, and it was an interesting um, movie. But it's about the haves and the have-nots, 150 years hence in the future <coughs> and uh, but it was uh, it was interesting that they were uh, attacking this uh, planet over uh, um, some kind of uh, mineral that sold for 20 million dollars a kilo uh, which isn't probably uh, too far from the truth uh, I'm asked uh, can you talk a little bit about the failures you need to go through to get across the goal line I've only I, I haven't really seen it since I've been coaching anybody that hit it home grand slam home run first time up the bat uh, and it takes uh, a few being times being struck out, a few walks, a few singles, uh, doubles, triples, etc., before you get across the goal line. And it's very easy to get yourself uh, depressed, if that's the right word, to be down on yourself <coughs> when you're not successful. But that's what the dream team's for. And that's what your uh, chairman's for. Uh, and that's what your other uh, uh, board members are for, to uh, tell you that, you know, it's not the end of the world. Uh, I deal this with my, with my own kids. When they're not successful, they're, uh, something they think of and they try to do and it's not successful, not to give up. That's the last thing you want to do. One thing that you know for sure is if you give up, it's not going to be successful. That is the guarantee. There's not many guarantees in life. And um, I see the mistake being made with even seasoned people. Uh, now, when you get at the end of your life cycle, and I'm not at the end yet, but I mean, I'm, I'm certainly in the last third of my life cycle, last half of my life cycle, I mean, you see people uh, uh, not w wanting to take risks, and that's understandable uh, in some cases because they don't want to lose what they got. But uh, the, uh, it's, I use the uh, analogy, a turtle can't move forward without pulling its head out of its shell. It can't move forward without uh, pulling its head out of its shell. So uh, most of us go through life in the shell, uh, and unfortunately too many people uh, live uh, quiet lives of desperation. And I heard a, a great comment uh, on uh, CNBC uh, from uh, one of the CEOs of uh, a Fortune uh, 50 company and he said, we, we spend way too much life of our lives waiting. We waste way too much of our lives waiting. Uh, you know, don't wait, just get up and, you know, and swing. Swing at the plate, uh, swing at the ball. And the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to fail. Um, the, uh, I plan on doing these. I'm not sure, but I'd like to do them monthly. Uh, I don't know if my, my time schedule um, will allow for that. Um, I'm very interested in your feedback. Uh, and uh, you can either feedback by uh, emailing uh, me at my, uh, my uh, danpena.com or I think we have uh, blogs. I don't think. I know we have blogs. A blog on my... Uh, or a, ch a chat room or something on my site. Uh, you can tell I don't know exactly what's on my site. But um, the, um, 
Is it worth investing in shares even the market uh, has already gone too high? No, uh, there are key opportunities um, in the market today, even though some stocks have, uh, have gone crazy. I'm asked here in the last few weeks, would I buy a BP stock? And the answer is I wouldn't, only because I know so much more about what's going on than everybody else. Even I may be wrong about the downside of the stock, but I know for a fact, as I mentioned a couple months ago, $20 billion isn't going to cover the costs, and the, these costs are going to go on forever. Not forever, but for a long, long time. So, uh, but there are other uh, companies that have opportunities, um, the, uh, and, uh, but you have to be careful. And don't invest in areas that you're not, you're not, um, you're not uh, cognizant of. In other words, stay in your own bailiwick. Uh, and uh, did, um, uh, let's see, what role, did you, what role did Jim Newman, oh God rest his soul, he was one of my uh, three principal mentors, he wrote uh, Release Your Breaks, which is a great book, a must-read. And the, 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 the main precept of the book is that we go through life with our emergency brakes on. And even though now we can't drive a car with an emergency brake on, because as soon as you slip it out of the park, the emergency brake comes off. off. In my day, you could drive it, and it's bad for the transmission, and it's sluggish, etc. But what role did he have? Well, he helped me get my head screwed on straight. Because before, uh, back in the early 80s, I was uh, voted by Hispanic business uh, as the most successful Hispanic businessman in the country. Well, that was back in 81 or 82. Well, I hadn't made any money yet. But in his Hispanic terms, in, in that culture, because they, had, they hadn't really started to develop their entrepreneurs yet at any great level, uh, I, I thought that I had already arrived uh, in the early 80s. And what Jim helped me uh, learn uh, was that uh, to compare myself to the other guys. Uh, to the uh, non-Hispanics, and that's what I've done. I've tried to do the rest of my uh, career and the rest of my adulthood uh, with some degree of success. Um, the uh, BP are busy, yeah, BP is now uh, busy uh, divesting assets. And they're, uh, they're big assets, they're not small assets, but there may be some assets that are uh, uh, the right size for you know a group of you guys put together a bid. But you're gonna, they're going to look at the finance, they're going to look at the, the management team, they're going to look at the dream team. Are they capable of running these assets? Because the last thing BP wants to do is to sell assets to a group of guys from Tarzana, California, and then they fail. That's the last thing they want. They would rather take less money and sell them to Chevron or some other energy company that where they had a reasonable chance of uh, success uh, and, uh, and not failure. Uh, because uh, it's going to come back and it's going to it's going to vote poorly on them if they took advantage of people uh, not in the, in the energy business. Um, a few more questions and then we're going to call it a day. Uh, the, um, but I, I really have enjoyed this uh, and uh, we're going to do it again. Uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to have anybody uh, that would be listening in uh, because you never know until you do it once. But I'm going to post this on uh, YouTube, I believe it's called. Because I've been recording it, if I push the right buttons correctly, uh, I don't know if other people have the ability to record it. If they did record it, and if for some reason I screwed up recording it, let me know, and so uh, maybe you can post it on YouTube for me. But um, the uh, it's, it's been uh, a real joy and a pleasure to to, to work with a lot of you uh, familiar names uh, from the past, blast from the past, like uh, the Ed Taylors, the Tim Cohens, the Bruce Whipples. The JCs, 
uh, and I mean it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, so um, I'll uh, I'll bid you adieu from Monte Carlo, uh, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Please give me your feedback, and uh, I'll do it again soon. Thank you very much for your time.